Welcome back. Another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It's Thursday. Um, can't believe I said Monday at the end of yesterday's show. <laughs> it feels like, I don't know, man. The week just feels weird. Well, it's the beginning of the week for us, so naturally. Yeah. It would feel like well, I thought we were going like to be in here on Monday, but apparently everybody else was still lazy. I guess. I mean, I had to take the day off. I thought I thought everyone else was going to have shows too. I don't know. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you guys. Let me just be honest with you. I get a kick out of the complainers, the re-rees, mm-hmm. the, the trolls, whoever, um, who send messages in various ways. And I always encourage people to go leave a review for Sarah's show, leave a review for my show. That helps us, actually. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like, I'm thankful at this new year that we have people who want to troll us. <laughs> like, I'm thankful because that means you're doing means you're something. Doing. Yep. Um, you're making waves. You're ruffling some feathers. If, if, if somebody doesn't, if, if you don't have some some haters, then you're not doing it right. So uh, I'm thankful that we have you guys who listen to this show or watch this show, subscribe to Blaze, or just you just hear. You know the fact pack they're there in the live chat on YouTube every single night. Just they'll spend 30 minutes saying hi to each other and tagging each other, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, the show's over. Oh my god, the show <laughs> went by so quick. Well, maybe if y'all listen." <laughs> And actually comment on the show rather than just saying hi to each other every night, you bunch of weirdos. But I'm thankful for you them. guys. Huh? We're going to start quizzing them yeah. on what is actually I'm like, said I'm thankful. Show. I really am. Because, listen, this is what we do. I was listening to my buddy, uh, our buddy Andrew Wilkow on his show on Sirius the other day, and he was just talking about, you know, without the listeners, you don't have anything. You don't, you know, you don't have it. You don't. So there it is. And uh, so I'm thankful that people take the time to do this, spend it with us, because they could do it so many other things. There's so many other things they could be doing, right? And uh, But I always ask you to go that one extra step. doesn't cost you anything, but, uh, you know, once you learn how to do it, you can do it all the time, and it doesn't – it's quick. Go leave a rating and review. And, uh, but I love the Riri's mm. who, you know, want to call us godless and – horrible human beings and you know one somebody sent me a deal the other day talking about how you know if maybe if you and sarah could stop just being so belligerently drunk on your show what Damn. yeah Damn. you know belligerently drunk yeah maybe if you'd reach for your bibles instead of the bottle oh my god <laughs> first of all i well, act like this completely sober thank you very yeah. much <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. This is just um, me sober. And I take people back to the original vision. You know, Mark was there. As soon as I started at The Blaze, my original vision uh, was, and again, this show, even though we were doing four a week, we, it used to, Mark, we went a long time, buddy. Man, yeah. we used to go like an hour, 45 minutes on one episode because I was in podcast mode. Yeah. I was used to having a conversation. Then they were like, I think they put me on TV, so they'd shut me up. Like, they put me on TV because they were like, good God, his show's way too freaking long. How do we get him down into the, like, bite-size deal? And they, so they were like, hey, oh, by the way, Chad, your show's now on Linear, which is probably not even on Linear. They probably just tell me that. It's like, <laughs> like oh, yeah. In office space. Over in Budapest, there is this network that airs us, and we have to go to commercial break. So your show can't be more than 46 minutes and 16 seconds long. And so they probably just tell me that. I'm probably not even on Blaze TV anymore. That's so funny. I don't know. Well, have you considered recording the same amount of time and just speeding it up by like 
<laughs> just everything will be well, quicker. Well, that will be but... in production. But all I'm going to say is, look, I am sorry that you're a little whiny bitch. And I brought something in to celebrate. Oh. You know, my favorite tequila, who I wish was a sponsor of mine. Uh, and they've, they've told me, they said, you know, let's talk, let's talk. And I never want to do the whole let's talk thing. I want us, let's just get right to the nuts and bolts. Right. But uh, wow. Cody Go 1530, of course, if you've never tried it. Uh, as, as George Strait, who owns this, says, if you don't like it, it's because you never tried it. Wow. And, uh, let's get belligerently drunk together. Well, I still Thank have you. to go on your show, I think, or something else today. I have meetings tonight. But um, when I say meetings, I do mean the strip club. <laughs> the uh, a kid is not something I do. But when I get belligerently drunk, who knows? Maybe I'll run into Stu. The uh, <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. This is such good tequila. Cheers to whoever that person was. Well, yeah, here's to the Riri's. Yeah. Here's a 20. Here's the Riri's in 23. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's, I'm going to come up with a T-shirt for that. We'll sell it. Yeah. So cheers. And here's to you boys who never get anything. Mm. Mm. Ooh, that is good. <sighs> wow. It's a little bit stronger than what we're used to. It's a little bit. It? It's got a little bit more punch in the balls. You know? It's just a... You keep drinking that, Sarah, you'll get balls. Uh-oh. Like man balls. How do you know I don't already have that? You don't. I, we don't. You don't. We don't. <laughs> we don't. My, well, I say we because at my age, my balls touch the water in the toilet when I sit on it. Bloop. <laughs> I tell you, man. Um whew. You have to lift them back up and set them. Well, you, gotta, well, you, gotta, you wore you underwear. Ooh, yeah. I don't wear underwear. I don't wear underwear. <laughs> if you did, you'd have to lift the them. The Undertack, though, if there's, I don't know if they're still a sponsor, but I'm telling you, I say that not knowing if they're still a sponsor for 23. Best underwear I've ever worn. Yeah. I'm not lying just because of the... When he wears underwear, it's always... His Undertack. That one. When I'm on my period. <laughs> you know? When I'm on my period. Did you see the video of the guy doing the menstrual cycle thing? What? Yeah, the guy oh, who's got yes. his first menstrual cycle. Yes. I'm like, bro, take that shit, man. That that's just a dump. That's that's two a.m. Taco Bell. I mean, you need to go to the doctor if yeah, it's not. If you're, if you're holding a heating pad to your belly because you think you're having a menstrual. Did you see another deal where people are like shoving ketchup? Yes, frozen. Fr- it's like frozen tomato paste that they're freezing in tubes <sighs> so that they can. And they're putting what up their butt. Or are, are or they orifice, or if they've had bottom surgery or something. But yeah. either way, to simulate having a period, yes. they're they're like, look, guy, this is a this is that's that's insanity. That that's when you are you like you have a mental disturbance right there. That's there's a problem with you. It's it, also so offensive to reduce a woman <clears throat> to just like, oh, I'll just shove frozen tomato paste up my faux vagina and <laughs> pretend like that that makes me a woman. I guess. I'm gonna put it up my fogina. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a phrase right there. A fogina. Fogina. So we posted the picture. CJ was wearing her "Real Men Don't Have Balls" yeah. shirt. That's at realwomensclub.com. The thing took off huge. I mean, exploded. Tens of thousands of people reacting to the thing, which is good because we're starting to get some people who are actually looking at the website. We haven't tweaked it all yet, but people are at least visiting the site right but so many women were like we do too have balls and it's like okay oh. we know you have inner fortitude 
We know you have right. strength. Right. We know that you have mental toughness. No, literal balls. I mean literal testicles, <laughs> like the jingle jangles, like the click clacks. I'm talking about you don't have the, the warm fuzzies. Right. You don't have the balls. This is not a diss. Yeah, this we're is not, a good th- thing. Th- we're, we're embracing it. Real women don't have balls. And they're like, we, we have them on our chest. And I was like, well, we should come up with a, like a chesticle shirt. We should. You know, yeah. real women have chesticles. <laughs> Real women, real women have balls up here. Up here, and and I'm like, it's still like that's kind of gross because you don't want. I'll let you about. paint. I don't want that in my mouth. I just <laughs> let you paint the picture of what I'm trying to say there. But uh, everything is being turned over to the they we they finally uh, executed that guy who thought of it, he called himself a transgender woman just the other night. That was Tuesday night. They executed that guy's first time any known transgender person has been executed. Uh, they executed a transgender woman who oh, years ago murdered his girlfriend. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, this is crazy. I wow. mean, it's just crazy with all this kind of stuff that's going on. And Crocs, Chris wears Crocs every day. He I does. wear Crocs every now and then. And they're undoubtedly the most ugly they're shoes. They're hideous. But every now and then, if I'm just like running to the Kroger, which is every day. You do not have Crocs. The shit I don't. Shut I up. I wear my Crocs. What color? They're camouflage. Oh which my is even god! Worse. Of course they are. <laughs> I go. I go. I wear my Crocs. I cannot picture you. Are you wearing a baseball cap? Oh yeah. And Crocs. Yeah. To the grocery store. And like, if you're wearing them with jeans, people don't notice as quickly. <laughs> but like, they're just so easy, just to slip on and bam, there you go. And then every now and then you look down, and you're like, wow, this is bad. It's really, really bad. Like this looks like really like they're bad. Which Chris adorns his with he little does. trinkets. Yeah, his little croc trinkets. Yeah, what are they called? Gibbet. Gibbets. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, once again, it's time for us to ruin another company mm. that was just keeping to themselves. Bring it on. Would Were you they? please play that first Crocs ad? Mm? <laughs> yes, girl. She got her first pair of Crocs. Ain't they cute? And she's starting into Pride Month by adding a little pizzazz that all of these Pride gibbets. Getting to the glitz and glam, honey. <laughs> As a black queer non-binary being, I've always oh believed that loving God. up on my melanated magical self is truly a radical and revolutionary act. One of the ways I love up on me is allowing myself the freedom to express myself. Mm. And one of those creative outlets no. is fashion. Similar to these jib bits, fashion is the accessory to my gender expression that allows me to be creative with how I want to show with up the in socks. this world. So honey, accessorize and glamorize your magical self because <laughs> you deserve it and strut into your fierceness, honey. Okay. No. My melanized magical self. Uh, so there's that. There is no gay man alive that would wear Crocs on purpose unless they were being paid. Correct. That guy was being paid. Correct. He would have nothing to do with Crocs otherwise. Correct. Correct. There is nothing. Some might call him a grifter. Some might call them a grifter. Good point. The fashion, fashionably speaking, that just doesn't have any flair to it. I mean, you can put all the flair on it you want. Nope, no. Nope. That ain't the kind of flair we're talking about. Nope, no self-respecting gay man would wear Crocs. So I'll take that to my grave. No. I. So why do they do this? I mean, Disney lost $100 billion in the last year over putting out two... Really stupid movies, the yeah. Buzz Lightyear thing, 
And then the other one with the the first openly out LGBTQ2 plus A whatever character. Semicolon. Yeah, you know, it is interesting because it's not like you have to pick a side. You can literally just not talk about it. That's all you have to do is like you don't have to cater to either. Yeah. You just stay in your lane and sell your ugly ass shoes. That's all you have to do. I mean, really. They are ugly. They're really ugly, but somehow they sell. People like Chris buy them. They're ridiculously comfortable. Is that is that why, Chris? It's 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 an orgasm for your feet. Which, by the way, no. I love what Brandon said. <laughs> Crocs are gay, but not that kind of gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Brandon. <laughs> I love what Brandon say. <laughs> the <laughs> they're not that kind of gay. I can go with that. Uh. Well, I and here's the thing: Disney's in Florida, right? They went woke. Now, I mean, you see, they're gonna go broke. I, well, they're re, they're they're course correcting. They and, say, and again, and again, the whole thing to me is, don't care what you are, but when you're cramming it down everybody's yep. throat, and this is what Ron DeSantis had to say about when you, uh, you know, these woke folk, when they come to Florida, this is what he said in his inauguration speech. Play that one. We reject this woke ideology. There I am. We seek normalcy, see not philosophical <laughs> lunacy. We will not allow reality, facts, and truth to become optional. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. There you go. Ooh. Did you get to, you, you get the bumps? I got, yeah, I got Oh, them, look at you. You're feeling it, weren't you? I, you was, I was all up in the spirit, weren't you? In Tallahassee. I was. Yeah? It was great. Such a sellout. Yeah, I know, right? Can't believe you. Imagine if we didn't have a Ron DeSantis in this country leading the way during COVID. Yeah. Who was going to do it? Abbott? No. And by the way, he was a finalist with Time Magazine's Man of the Year. I mean, it was one of those people of the year kind of things i mean you can't deny the results of what the guys produce so what do we know we're just over here at the blaze pandering yes we're shills let's talk about steven crowder when we come back all right let's talk about that um oh god the uh no i'm serious um hey are the biden administration's new year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings when you finally had enough of the games that government is playing with your savings and retirement diversify into gold with birch gold i'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in washington so for over five thousand years gold has withstood inflation geopolitical turmoil and stock market crashes and here's the great news you can still get it in fact you can own gold and silver in a tax sheltered retirement account birch gold makes it easy to convert an ira or 401k into uh, ira into a, a, an ira in precious metals now here's what you need to do it's very simple text chad i spell it chad to 989898 and you will claim your free info kit on gold now with almost 20 years experience converting iras and 401ks into precious metal iras birch gold can help you protect yourself with gold today by texting chad to the number 989898 with an a plus rating with the better business bureau thousands of happy customers and countless five-star reviews secure your future with gold start today with a free info kit no obligation zero obligation to make the request just text chad to 989898 we'll be right back
Uh, get on there. I'll fix myself. You always, you wait till the very last second. Well, that's what I like to do. <laughs> I like to be fresh, Sarah. Okay. I like to be freshy fresh. What do you think about um, the end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's happening. It's happening. Oh, here we go again. It's been happening for a few thousand years. Okay. But I mean, it's really happening now. This is it. Are you sure? I mean, you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> pretty solid, pretty solid conviction at this point. Got a little mon- montage I want to play for you. Oh, boy. That's going to bring it all home and uh, really get your spirits up as we head towards the weekend. God. Boys, play the clip. I don't think you'll find a scientist that will say we're not in an extinction crisis. There are five times in Earth's history where we had mass extinctions, and by mass extinctions I mean uh, at least 75%, three-quarters of the known species disappearing from the face of the Earth. Too many people, too much consumption, and growth mania. Humanity is not sustainable to maintain our lifestyle, yours and mine, basically, for the entire planet, you'd need five more Earths. Not clear where they're going to come from. When the population <laughs> bomb came out, you were described as an alarmist. I was alarmed. What would you say I am mental still focus alarmed. is? All of my colleagues are alarmed. The alarm Ehrlich sounded in 68 warned that overpopulation would trigger widespread famine. He was wrong about that. Oh. The Green oh. Revolution fed the world. But he also wrote in 68 that heat from greenhouse gases would melt polar ice and humanity would overwhelm the wild. He was wrong about that shit, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Greta Thunberg somewhere is pissed off. I love that they totally minimized just how wrong he was. Yeah. They're like, he was wrong about that. He was wrong about that. In fact, it was actually very helpful. (laughs) And and society thrived. Society thrived because someone came up with a way to grow food (laughs) in mass production for more people. Because it's amazing how somehow when the demand is there, people find a supply. It's almost like "Mm, necessity is the mother of invention. Hmm. It's amazing how we've been saying that for a long time. Hmm. And it's true. Um, I went on social media the other day did a live feed video and uh i was wrong i confessed that i was wrong on there didn't apologize because but i was wrong i was wrong and um what were you wrong about well i'm gonna tell you okay since you asked uh i was talking about how they're trying to kill us they're, they're trying to kill us. They, they want you to believe. And, and here's the thing. You look at the euthanasia ads they're running in Canada. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make it where, where the PR, their marketing, they're trying to make you feel like it's okay for them to want to kill you. Yep. Like it's supposed to be like, oh, look, they're just doing us a favor. Yeah, you want it too, really. Yeah, I mean, you really do. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know what? Uh, some people are just going to have to die. Some people are just going to have to go. They're trying to make you okay with this. Yes. With this nihilistic deal Mm -hmm. so you look at what's his name bill gates who just donated millions of dollars to um population control in africa through abortion um it's not the first time you know and so they're trying to kill us so here's the thing you know i did that video i did that live feed video in that whatever july a couple of years ago and everybody gave me shit about the vaccine thing about your kids getting vaccinated 
where I said that, you know, hey, yeah, you're going to go to school, vaccinate your kids. Yeah. That's what they want you to do. Those are the rules. You're going to play by their rules. Go and vaccinate your kids. Absolutely. And I was being a smart ass about it. And I said, you know, of course, we've been around around the block about how I said some things wrong in there. And I was being a smart ass. Who's such a smoke smart ass? That's what I do. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, have you watched Chad for longer than Emma, 10 seconds? I'm a smoke smart ass. That's what I do. I'm a smoke smart ass. That's the club. Well, that's the T-shirt we should make. Smoke smart ass club. Um, I watched the Chad Prather show. I'm a member of the Smug Smart Ass Club. <laughs> You've had Mug Club. Now we got Smug Club. <laughs> Take that, Steve. <laughs> yeah, they had Mug Club. The Chad Prather show has the Smug Club. Um, think I won't. Um, here's the here's the thing. Oh no, I'm. It's, it's being the URL. It's there for. It's there for during the yeah, break. Yeah. <laughs> uh good producer but anyway the i kid um here's the thing they're trying to kill us so i went on there and i've always been one who said yeah you should probably get your kids vaccinated there's certain things polio smallpox things like that you probably should um and i understand you're taking a risk because there are vaccine injuries and there have been people who've been on this show and you and i have talked about it ad nauseum and and i more and more with the mandates became more and more not vaccine choice i became anti-vax now I'm convinced, now that we see the advent of this thing called SADS, sudden, sudden adult, that you look back at SIDS, mm-hmm. sudden infant, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they've been killing us for years. Correct. They've just been killing us for years. Correct. They just made us okay with it. In the name of safety, they made us okay, you know, with, what is it now, 72 rounds of injection, mm-hmm. 72 different vaccinations for your children. Yeah, and by the age of 18, yes. Yeah. And so now I'm like, no, nah, they, they've been trying to kill us all along. Mm-hmm. They've been that's trying correct. to kill us all along. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. That's not even just the food, you know, all of the toxins in our environment. Yeah. So what they're spraying our food with. So I went, on, I went on that live feed, and part of my thing was I said I was wrong. All of you out there who want to say, oh, Chad said this on a video, that's right, I said it, and I was wrong. Wow. And apologizing. Right. Because I didn't offend you individually or personally. I'm just telling you, I was wrong. So you can get it. You round them all up. Send it all out there. Chad Prather, episode 800, whatever this is. I don't even know. Chad said he was wrong. I don't think I've ever said that on this show. Maybe once. I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably not. But I was wrong because now I'm pretty much anti. I'm anti everything. If the government says do it, if the World Health Organization says do it, if Big Pharma, if Big Medicine, if any of those tell you to do Mm -hmm. it, it's probably wrong. Right. Because they're trying to make you okay with death. It's a death cult. It absolutely is. Yeah. Well, I mean, from abortion, when you start calling abortion healthcare, mm-hmm. when you start saying, when you are running ads, marketing campaigns for euthanasia, when you get a, you know, an ingrown toenail in Canada and call for a, you know, a podiatrist <laughs> to help you out, and they say, well, we're going to put you on a waiting list, but while you're waiting, <laughs> maybe a nice, peaceful death. <laughs> Listen, the wait list is really long. So instead, have you considered dying? Yeah, like the doctor can get you in in about six months, but we've got a needle ready for you tomorrow. <laughs> no. <laughs> like if can you, you be can, here in an hour? It doesn't matter what you wear. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you wear. Um, in fact, we'll send them to your house, right? We'll make, you, we'll make you die in the comfort of your own home. So it's a death cult. It is a death cult. And then you look at all these European pro athletes who've fallen over after taking the blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like that is exponentially greater than what we've seen anything here in America. But 
you know, that's why I said we need a full investigation on this football thing because I'm like, well, if that there's some evidence of that right there because they they mandated we haven't they haven't even talked about all of the pilots flying your airplanes who have died. Every time I fly in an airplane, I that it's always I'm telling you, right man, there. that's they, like they've got they've, they're doing protocols now because this is becoming a problem. No. Your pilots are dying. I said it on Twitter last week. Sometime during our break, I said, "You better learn how to land a fly. Learn to fl- land a plane. Learn to land the plane, because you might need to." We're this where we are. I know. I, what? I fly two hundred thousand miles a year. <laughs> I listen. I'm just glad that you. I've always said since 2020, the silver lining of COVID, my hope was at the time, the silver lining of COVID would be that the greater American public would wake up yeah. to uh, all of this big pharmaceutical right. corruption that was, that's was that been going on for a very long time, but everyone was convinced the experts are the ones who know everything and why would they lead us astray? It, it, listen, Joe Biden said if you elected him president, uh, he's going to cure cancer. Right. He can't. He isn't. They're not going to. Probably could. I'm sure they could. Oh, they want you sick. Too much it, it, money. Listen, your your illness is is some nation's whole GDP. Mm-hmm. Like they make so much money off of it, there's no way they're going to keep on funding all this crap, like hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine, unless they keep you sick. Mm-hmm. And if they really cared about uh, people getting cancer, they would really tamper down on all of yeah, the, the stuff sh- that causes it. Mm-hmm. And and here's another thing. You you think if all of a sudden you guys got healthy <laughs> and and you were living longer and all this kind of stuff, they don't want any of that stuff. No. They don't they want you dying. They could tax your dying. So they they don't want any of that stuff going on. If if if, if, if that's why they push so hard on things like Obamacare and universal health care and all of these things. <laughs> they want to be able to have permission to send you to where they want to send you so that you get the care that they determine is right for you. And ultimately they keep you sick and ultimately they kill you. Yeah. Do you remember whenever we talked about death panels when it yeah. came to universal health care and Obamacare and they said, that's just a conspiracy theory mm. that would, that would never happen except in Canada. Now they're yeah. killing people, killing them million dollar marketing campaigns. Mm. You need God, you need water, you need fire, you need food, you need some money, all right? Food, I'm going to get you right now. And if a food shortage hits, your family's going to suffer because a lot of people are going to be caught unprepared. We just told you it's the end of the world. You need to head on over to preparewithchad.com, and I'll get you a very special discount on the emergency food you might need very soon. And uh, if you act now, you'll save $200 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. They are the nation's largest preparedness company. The three-month kit is packed with high-calorie breakfast, lunch, dinners, drinks, and snacks. It will feed one person for three whole months, and your family won't suffer tomorrow if you prepare today. Go to preparewithchad.com and scrape up the money, but you need to do this. And I'm going to do my part by saving you $200 per kit. We, re- we recommend getting at least one kit per family member. So you're going to have plenty if the time comes, when the time comes. Now, these kits are in stock. They're ready to go. You'll get free shipping and your order will arrive in unmarked boxes for your privacy. You'll never regret having a supply of emergency food on hand. So don't take chances with your family's survival. Go to preparewithchad.com today. Preparewithchad.com. We'll be right back.
Fairy tales can come true. It can happen to you. Hi, did you ever try to break an addiction? (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about any kind of addiction. Food, alcohol, scratch-off lottery tickets, visiting Pornhub merely for the comment section. They have that? Oh, it can be really hard, (laughs) especially when some of those comments have some pretty interesting videos attached to them, but I digress. I want you to go with me uh, in your holiday-rested imaginations to the far-off burg of Chicago land, where the massive school district has just announced that... um, that they'll be returning to the practice of using masks after the Christmas holiday. Chad, you say, what does that have to do with breaking an addiction? I'm so glad you asked. But first, let's give the school district, which is no doubt even now grooming up Obama 2.0, let's give them their caveat, shall we? They're only doing it for eight days following the Christmas break, and they made sure to include in the letter they sent home to parents that this is not a mask mandate. Mm, Nobody will be punished or sent home for not wearing a mask. No faculty will be reprimanded or fired. All's peachy keen in the Chicago school district. Oh, don't you know they they have your best interests at heart? They just want to exhibit a little bit of caution in the face of an uptick in COVID cases. The key word you should have latched onto right there was exhibit. The reason I mention addiction here is that masking clearly is one at this point. It is an addiction, not strictly for every single person, of course. There are legitimate reasons out there to wear a mask, but they're few and far between. Said reasons are, you might say, socially distant from one another. Anyway, the point is, that when you live in fear of a thing, the tallyman uh, and protective totems to which you cling for protection can very quickly take a hold of your psyche and refuse to let go. We've seen it all over this country and indeed all over the world, and it's led to mindlessness and tyranny abounding. So that's the first danger. One of the two things you're seeing out of the Chicago School District is an expression that we are still afraid and we still need our blankie. So don't tell us it's time to grow up and out of that behavior. That's bad enough. The second reason this is happening is far more insidious. And that is that this is obviously a form of virtue signaling. More importantly, it's indicative of the photo negative of virtue signaling. Call it evil signaling. Now, you see, virtue signaling isn't just about making sure that everyone knows you're on the right team. You have the right thoughts about the right things and so on and so forth. It's also about making sure that while you're towing the line with everyone else, those who do not become exceptionally visible, obvious targets, nobody is going to be punished or sent home for not wearing a mask. But you can bet your favorite hat that they're going to get noticed. The kid who wanders down the hall unmasked during those eight days is going to be marked by his peers, by, you know, those around him, his teachers as well. Ditto for the faculty members. Hell, it might even end up being worse for them. Social ostracization is a powerful thing, and it's already rampant in schools to begin with. Uh, Seen in that light, the fact that the dose of comfort these people keep shooting into their arm is getting lighter, but they still got to have it. Well, that's a lot less frightening to me than the long-term effects of tribe building that manifest themselves in any way possible among children, especially children already ensconced in one of the wokest school districts in the damn country. Why do people send their kids to school? I done told you they're going to make you vaccinate, so you don't need any of that. Boston's doing the same thing. Um, yeah, Boston's making sure that uh, temporary masking period, you know, upon a return from, because, you know, they've been that crazy MAGA hat wearing Uncle Joe over Christmas break, and we got to mask them up till they get the cooties out of them. There was an uncomfortable amount of people on my flight this morning or yesterday morning wearing masks. And they're going from Florida to Texas. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I know. That's what it was. Supposedly very two bizarre. of the freest states in the union, and that's very bizarre to me. I saw that when I went the other day. I was in um, when I went to Fort Myers, Florida, and back. Really? Yeah, it was a lot of that. Do you think it's because it's winter months and people just think that... I think people are just... I think it's stupid. Well, I mean, I know, but... (laughs) I mean, previous to this, the the few times that I had flown on a flight since all of the COVID stuff, I did not see very many people wearing masks. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like, I'm open for... Open for a sleep at the wheel. Legendary band, sleep at the wheel. Open for them New Year's Eve. And I got there to do a sound check. Their band was finishing sound check. Like a couple of their band, they got a big band, but like one of the young guys on the steel guitars wearing a mask on the stage. No. And I'm like, entertainment industry's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. And when we were, I was going up there to sound check, me and Chuck Floyd were going up there to sound check. And, and one of the guys goes, don't touch any of this stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to lick it. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. Did you know that mating with shorter people is what they're encouraging now? What? Uh, it's a step towards a greener planet since smaller Stop. individuals are inherent conservationists. Stop. Yeah, it's short people. Got reason to live. Are conservationists? Yeah, because they don't take up as much space. They don't put out as much emissions. They don't take as big what about, as shits. What about short, fat people? Well, that's different. What? Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Yeah, well, there's a writer. There's an essay by Mara Altman who said there has never been a better time to be short. So the shorter stature live longer and are better for the planet because they use fewer resources. I've seen I've seen some short people that could eat. <laughs> um, and uh, there was a Thomas Samaras study that was referenced by Altman in her essay, uh, The Godfather of Shrink Think, which found that if Americans were 10% shorter, it would save 87 million tons of food per year, not to mention trillions of gallons of water, quadrillions of BTUs of energy, and millions and tons of trash. I'll tell you what will save uh, millions and tons of trash is uh, stop wearing those masks. <laughs> no kidding. Tossing that crap in your landfill and your waters. Um, short people don't just save resources, but as resources become scarcer because of the earth's growing population and global warming, they may also be best suited for long-term survival. It's the little people. Oh, my So God. join the little lollipop gill. <laughs> Never been a better time to be a midget. Yeah. Steven Crowder used to have like little, back when he had a show, he used to have little sound bites like that for his producers would come up with. I just sing my lollipop gill. I much prefer your version. Me too. <laughs> I prefer myself over everything Stephen Crowder does. Uh, Godspeed, Stephen. The, uh, when you mate with shorter people, uh, you're potentially saving the planet by shrinking the needs of subsequent generations. See, that actually like makes me want to do the opposite. Makes you want to go find a big old man to climb? Yeah, I just, I just want, I'm like, I want, I mean, I'm, I'm married, so I would never do this, but you're like, <laughs> I want everyone out there but who the is not married. the temptation's there. Yeah, like, t- I could cheat on my husband if more liberal progressive re-reeves would write this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> find the tallest freaking man you can yeah. and bone him. Climb it up. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, <laughs> um, I want to throw that article away. I'm not done with it. Uh, I, you know, back in like at the founding of our country, the average height of the men in America was like five eight. 
Really? Yeah. So, so if you go to like stay in a bed and breakfast outside of Washington, D.C., and this house was built in early 1800s, and I mean, the doors are short. Mm. So they just didn't have tall people. They also died when they were like. They died when they were 29. I was like, no, they, they, that wasn't the average age. They, they, or that wasn't the average height. They died before they hit maturity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't done growing. Yeah. So people, talking about those Crocs. So people were burning the Crocs. And my, like, stop burning stuff. You want to talk about burning up the ozone or no whatever kidding. the hell it is we're doing to the planet right now. You probably, those are probably noxious gases. Yeah. You know, you're burning rubber. It's rubber, yeah. And your gibbets. Was that what they were called? Gibbets, yeah. Gib- gibbets? Yeah. Gabits. <laughs> I don't have any gibbets. Chris got a whole shoe full of them things. He over there? He gone. Those are heterosexual I am a, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm heterophobic. Are you? To use your phrase. Yeah. That's your phrase. I have to give credit where it's due. I appreciate uh, that. We're, we're now hetero. People who speak out against straight people yeah. are heterophobic. Well, anyone who calls me transphobic because I'm, I am trying to expose mm. the sexualization of children, they keep calling me yeah. transphobic. I said, you know what? You're heterophobic. I'm just going to start calling all of them that. I like it. I'm going to join that. Yeah, please. Everyone. Maybe, that should, we, maybe we should put that in Real Women's Club. We should. Which don't be heterophobic. We should. Yeah. Done deal. Let's do it. Uh, all right, time to make your health great again as we get closer to the, uh, yeah, well, as we're in the new year. For anyone looking to ignite that fat-burning metabolism, boost your energy, and transform how you look and feel, start taking care of your liver as I drink my tequila. I need, I love this liver stuff. Your liver is the body's master detoxifier. 500 key functions are performed every single day in your body by your liver. It cleanses, it removes thousands of harmful toxins, uh, all the man-made chemicals from burning crocs and things like that. Fortunately, there's a simple all-natural solution that I want to recommend to you, Liver Health Formula. It contains 12 powerful botanicals clinically proven to recharge and protect your liver at the cellular level, and it's going to restore your liver's detoxifying abilities, boost your energy levels kick your natural metabolism into high gear and it works so remarkably well to fight a fatty liver which is a silent epidemic affecting a lot of americans now liver health formula it's backed by the latest science, science you can trust, approved by American doctors, and every bottle is manufactured right here in America, too. And right now, as part of my audience, you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free. Receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free 30-day supply of nano-powered omega-3. This powerful blend of omega-3 fatty acids supports a healthy heart and brain, four times better absorption thanks to the special nano-delivery system. You're also getting four free e-books to support every aspect of your health and longevity, regardless of age. Go to Get Liver liverhelp.com slash chad claim your risk-free supply of liver health formula and all five bonus gifts you're covered by 365 day money back guarantee so you got nothing to risk that's getliverhelp.com slash chad say it with me getliverhelp.com slash chad or call them 800-282-1757 be right back Let me just give you a little rundown. Okay. All right. Lexington, Kentucky. Coming up next, next, I think, Friday night on the 13th. Then going to Amarillo, Texas, Abilene, Texas, Joplin, Missouri, Fort Wayne. And Joplin, by the way, uh, low ticket alert. 
If you're in Joplin, Ooh. yeah, that's already Snag that's, quick. that's that's the 27th. So Joplin, Missouri, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Waco, Texas, Justin, Texas, Tomball, Texas, Birmingham, Alabama, two nights, San Antonio, Granbury, Texas, Cleveland, Texas, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Nashville, Georgia. That's outside of Tifton, Tifton, Georgia, down in South Georgia, Tacoa, Georgia, three nights in Washington, D.C., Midland, Texas, Fort Smith, Arkansas, Hockley, Texas, bunch of stuff coming up. Hockley? Hockley. Where's that? Hockley's got a fun little venue down there. Where is that? Now, I'll show you on the map. Okay. Explain it, it won't help. Okay. Hockley, Texas. I'm like born and raised in Texas. Yeah. I've never they heard that. They got a that. cool little venue down That's there. That's the great part of living in Texas. Yeah, well, you have all these little music halls and venues and stuff like that that are tucked out and away from places. Yeah. And their address is some county road deal like right, that. Right. You know, Mayberry RFD. But you get out there, it's like, damn, I didn't know y'all had all this. And it's like, mm-hmm. people are like, that's why I love when the Twitter re-rees say, you're doing some podunk little town. You guys have no idea how much money I walk away from. <laughs> like, will you sell those tickets? And have, I mean, people show up at those deals. So, but we're working on, uh, we're about to announce a date in Augusta, Georgia, my hometown. Uh, um, I'm going to encourage all of those of you who went to church with me <laughs> and growing up and all of you, those who, who, who love the nice, wholesome chat, don't come to that show. Not because of me, because of Jesse Payton. And Dustin Sims and Zach Rushing. All your jokes are very wholesome. But, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, theirs aren't. <laughs> We're also working on Jacksonville, Florida. We're working on like four nights in, in throughout Tennessee, like specifically East Tennessee. Um, lots of stuff. California as well. So, But here's the thing. On that Buck Wild tour, if people don't buy the tickets, we're going to end it. Uh-oh. So we're, we're booking the dates. We did like a dozen dates. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work... Mm. then we're not going to keep spending our money to go. Right. You know, on individual thing. But I think with the four of us doing it together, I think you guys are like, it's going to be something for everybody. It's like action packed and it's raw. My mother's like, why you want to do something like that? And I was like, cause that's fun. (laughs) Cause it's fun. I like comedy without a condom. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I like for people, I don't want to work with a safety net. I think, I think it should just be like, boom, like that's, and the reason that's important to me, Sarah, tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Like, I think free speech, especially in the area of comedy, mm-hmm. is so important mm-hmm. to just let people go out there and say what they want to say. Yes. Might be offensive to some. Right. But I think it's important that that expression of speech, um, like, for instance, did you know the word <laughs> was not anywhere in any English dictionary? If it got beeped out, it was the F word. It was not in an English dictionary between 1795 and 1965, anywhere in the world. No English dictionary included the word. Mm -hmm. Now, the word, if you go back to, it it was a Germanic word, not German. It was a Germanic word. It meant to scrape or to punch or to to like this. We started applying... Ah. In the old English, when it was talking about, in fact, the first one of the first in English that was ever used was talking about the uh, was talking about the the clerics, the people in the church, and it was used as a ridicule to them that they basically <laughs> their fill, and so they get whatever they want, and so that was like in the sixteenth century, and so wow, the fact that this word has been so censored. And that, because I bring that one up, because I listen, I'm an etymology person when it comes to all of these words. Mm-hmm. It, the fact that that word was so censored, not in a single English dictionary, 
between 1795 and, and 1960. Could it be that, like everything else, you've been conditioned to believe that certain words are crude and wrong and evil when they didn't even mean what you thought they meant? Yeah. Meaning has been applied to them. Now, me personally, I'm not offended by a word, moist. I'm not offended by it. words, right? So people are like, oh, oh, I see people, I see them draw back in the club. You know, somebody says something. Oh, my God. Like I said the other night, I said, I've made a resolution not to use the word so much. I said, I, this was New Year's Day at a show. I said, I've made a resolution. You're already not doing very well. I've, exactly. I said, I, I've made, <laughs> I went to bed at 1 a.m. I got up at 6 a.m. So that resolution lasted six hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like, and again, I don't think any word, like if you, if, if you use the word, brother or bro or bruh yeah and everything you said was bruh or like like well you know like 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 that's offensive to me like <laughs> like that's that's pretty offensive because you're using that word as a comma well that's the same if you use a curse word right quote unquote curse word you know what i'm saying that to me is uncreative that's why i'm saying yeah. our shows are going to be unadulterated and uncensored well, it's you, my point I'm trying to make. And so I'm not just saying I'm going to go. I'm going to be me. If you've yeah. ever been to one of my shows, I'm not going to suddenly change and become somebody different. I'm just saying, I, you know, it's just like when Jesse Payton, we did those, those two nights, those shows a couple years ago before the world froze over here in Texas. And they came out and they said, well, he did gay jokes last night. He can't do those gay jokes because we have somebody here that's gay. And, oh, no. and so he can't do those jokes. And so he came to me, goes, what do I do? And I said, I want you to go out tonight and do every gay joke you know. <laughs> It, not to be offensive for offensive sake, but no one can tell me what right. to do on stage. Right. You can't tell me, well, you can't tell that joke. <laughs> Watch I me. Can't. That is what comedy is all about. Yeah. Well, you know, you said. Because you wouldn't do that same. I'm sorry. You wouldn't do that in the pulpit. You wouldn't tell, right. you wouldn't tell a preacher. You can't say that. You right. can't preach from that verse. Right. Right. Well, you said earlier, you said, I like my comedy without a condom. And when you said that, I thought, well, that's what all comedy should be. Should be. Right. And I'm not saying if, like if a comedian isn't comfortable getting, you know, getting that, I don't know, using those words, then fine, that that's up to the comedian. Right. But you shouldn't have to feel like you're being stifled because you're worried that you're going to. Yeah, and by someone. and large, I don't use those. I, I say it more on this show than I <laughs> to make a point. Yeah, yeah. But by and large, if I'm on stage, I'm not. Yeah, that's how all comedy should be. Yeah. So you so when you start telling telling people, you go into their auditorium into their sphere and you start saying well i don't like when they so i had to block somebody on social media they said they, they they took this type of thing i'm saying about and they said well he defends his crude comic friends and i said no i just tell you i'm not going to change them right because you got offended right i'm not going to go in there and say hey listen if you want to come do this show or let's say somebody's on a show with me and they say oh what what should i say or not say it ain't gonna be me that tells you that right so anyway hang tight we'll be right back So if you go to realwomensclub.com, some of my old designs you can get there, like the y'all or the pronoun shirt, the, she, it. This person said, perhaps there's a joke I'm not getting, but the shirt that lists pronouns as the, she, it is incorrect as the is not a pronoun. It's an adjective article <laughs> as I was taught long ago. If, on the other hand, this involves a Southern accent, just let me know. But right now it's just wrong. Thank you, but good luck with your business. <laughs> 
Some folks hold on way too tight. I mean, this stuff, I get inundated with this stuff all day. Okay, but at least she did say in her defense, good luck with your business. Good luck with your business. She was just trying to be helpful. I won't be a part of this. <laughs> Bad grammar. Good luck. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I like my t-shirts without a condom, too. <laughs> uh, ChadPratherLive.com. American Beauty by Sarah.com. Support us. We appreciate that. You guys are great. Subscribe to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash chat. I'm going to give you a New Year's resolution, how to walk into the New Year successfully in overtime. Don't miss it tomorrow. I love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye.